What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by Studio. High quality headphones for the fraction of the price. Click the links in the show notes. Use offer code RANDOM for 15% off any purchase. different but that's with the socks okay but you don't got it so we good <laughs> i thought it had like a strap and i kept staring thought they I, was was like, gladiator sandals. I was like this, <laughs> i was like does this nigga have a strap i mean it would i mean depending on what you had it, it on lot. with but that wasn't the vibe so i got, I got confused just thought he bringing out a new trend <laughs> with the jesus I mean, sandals I'm, I'm here for <laughs> i'm here for the sandals but i just real comfy in the studio it was I mean, <laughs> The socks, the pants. I just was confused. It could be my eyes. <laughs> Things happen. It's been a long day. Oh, okay. I mean, listen. Um, yes, it has. Hey, guys. Oh, shit. I didn't even know. Oh. No, I that part of it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know he had breast. <laughs> you don't want them hearing no. about your sandals? Okay. No, um, Jesus sandals is cool. And actually, I got an article for you niggas about polos to wear to work. We got to switch it up. Okay. Um, but welcome back, niggas. This is uh, the Random Tana Podcast. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who I was going to Oh, you were trying to. Okay. Yeah. Um, I missed that, as always. And I'm Honey. Oh, yeah, honey. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is up, niggas? Um, we are back in the studio together. Once again. I'm back from my terrible thoughting experience. Oh, and I um, just want to welcome y'all back for another week. You had a lot of supporters, though. They were, like, really, really supporting that out-of-town bay. Fuck all them niggas. Okay. I all mean, right. you can, but, I mean, you still... Still don't act right. What was your notorious saying? We wrote it down in the buddy quote log. Oh, that's going to be my rent. You niggas go out your way to waste your time. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, wellness check. How you doing? Other than that? I'm tired. I'm busy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would like to sit down for a day. For a day? For a day. Oh, okay. Day. I, yeah, just, I feel just, you. I feel you. I just want to just, just relax. relax. You know what okay. I'm saying? Kick off my shoes and relax my feet. Yeah. You deserve it, but. Um, my wellness check is, uh, you know, I've been struggling. I, uh, had a surgery last week, missed out on the Cinco de Mayo festivities. So to all of you that have been longtime listeners of us, I hope somebody drank some tequila for me. I did not. Um, yeah. So I've been like slow motion and this is my first surgery and I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I had a moment where I cried last week just because I felt really helpless. Like, my mom came down to help me for a couple of days. And at first, I was annoyed because, you know, when two gr- separate grown people are in, you know, one space, you know, things collide. Like, she has a way of doing things. I have a way of doing things. So, it was kind of like that awkward, like, okay, I'm glad you're here, but sit down. You're doing too much. But when she left, I shed a couple of thug tears because I was still pretty helpless. And so... I just been kind of doing my own thing. That's about it. Mm, 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 um, I mean, yeah, but I'm here. Well. I'm here. I've been sleeping a lot. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Which, 
Mm-hmm. You want to get right into your rant? Mm. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, was really I don't have one, so <laughs> I was just you know we can't. I was, I was really, still. really. I mean, you know, I, I was really trying to hold off, you know, but a lot of things had happened over the course of the last, um, the last week, and, and you know, when I get in here, I lo- let me just say I love black men. I truly love black mm-hmm. men, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm y'all. not, I'm not bashing y'all, but I hate niggas, and there's yeah. a, there is a clear difference between there men is. and niggas. And you niggas been on a lot of fuck shit lately, okay? Um, I've said this before, but niggas, I've had some instances where y'all niggas <laughs> just. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. So without without getting into too much, I had a I had a phone call from somebody I know, and you know it sparked up a conversation. And she had been talking to this guy for about mm, six seven months. You know the whole shebang, busting it wide open. You know, okay. you know, hanging out, going out. Um, the nigga told her he loved her a couple of weeks ago. You oh. know what I'm saying? It, so it was like it wasn't it was serious. It wasn't serious. They were not in a relationship, but it okay. was a budding. It was budding. You know okay. what I'm saying? something could have bloomed from that okay and so you know she talked to me and um i, I said okay you know she called me and she was kind of in a dis discombobulated she wasn't doing good i was like what's going Dang. on and apparently the nigga um went out of town last weekend and proposed to his girlfriend uh, that that so, yeah. is okay that is example one of why niggas will go out their way to waste your time. Why are we here? Why are we in this space? Why are you telling me that you love me? Why all of this and yet you have a bitch at home? This is a waste of my time and it's a waste of your, your time. time. That's the thing. So I'm I'm confused and he's a fuck nigga for that. And then, you know, this is part one, but part two um, is for fuckboy number two because, I mean, he kind of, we kind of cool. That's my nigga. Um, God, that's the nigga that flown me out, whatever. Um, but I know he has a girlfriend, and this is a prime example of you need to let bitches know up front what you got going on at home because you don't know what they will and what they will not do. Exactly. I don't care if he has a girlfriend. That's just not to me he was honest I, it, it, no he was not honest oh fuck. um but at this point I, I still don't care that he doesn't have a girlfriend and i don't see him that often however i had this conversation with him and it confirmed that niggas ain't shit because when i had this conversation with him he basically told me which women know this he said um niggas niggas know who they want to settle down with and who um they're just playing around with no so you confirmed again that you niggas like to play games and waste people time. Niggas don't have time to for fun. I'm 30 fucking years old. I don't have time to waste on fun. I'm dating with a purpose. So I don't have time for that. So then he goes on to say that, you know, how his relationship wasn't good before, but the relationship he is now is really good. And I had to say, so your relationship is good that you find another bitch out for pussy? Oh, okay. Gotcha. I see what we doing here. Is it bothering me? Come on. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck. Like it doesn't okay. bother me. Um, and then that was example number two about why niggas ain't shit and why they will waste your time. Go out la- of their way. They will go out time. of your way to waste your time. And number three is my fault. 
Okay. Number three is my rant. Self-realization. It's self. Um, because I was trying to get a nigga a chance. Um, because he had a coin. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about how much money you have but he had a coin and he probably would spend the coins if you get what i'm saying okay um so we have been conversing that's the nigga still never told me how long he was in costa rica <laughs> this is the same nigga that still has not told me how long he was in costa rica but uh, i'm gonna give y'all this and i'm gonna end this rant because this nigga wasted my time and he wasted his and little does he know it will never happen again i ever. set my i set my trip up um, when I was out, when I was out of town, being out of town, bay, I set it up to where I had one nigga, and during the day, I was gonna be hollering another nigga, and then he was gonna leave, and then the other nigga was gonna come back, and we was just gonna, you know what I'm saying? Okay, um, saying, yeah, saying. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So we have been conversing up until this point of when I got to DC. Okay, um, I told him this nigga had to be more consistent. He tried to be more consistent. He Facetimed me, and so the day before I get there, or the day while I'm there, we have this conversation. Basically, like, oh, we're gonna go get drinks Saturday, or we're gonna go to Broccoli Fest when I get there. I gotta fly in from Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm sorry. I'm in Miami um, all day, but I'm flying back. Fine. So he tells me the night before, like, oh, you want to go to Broccoli Fest? And I was like, you know, those tickets were high when I seen them, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, he was like, oh, I know somebody that got some tickets. Okay, cool. cool. He texts me the next morning and said, my guy got the tickets, they $150. Okay, so let me know when you buy them. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what does the price have to do with more? I'm sorry. I'm, you said what? <laughs> no, 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 sweetie. sweetie. <laughs> what we're not, sweetie. What we're not doing is that. And I was like, I ain't going, um, because you probably won't be there. It's just not gonna work. Right. He's like, oh, okay, you know, blah 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 blah. This nigga gets into the city six o'clock, right? He texts me and says, I'm back. I was like, okay, cool. What you want to do? I'm gonna get dressed. Did I hear from that nigga? Nope. Why would you? I mean, like. Chances this happened. Are. This ha- this is the third. The third. This was the last straw. This is the third time it happened. I was like, "Hello, hey, is are is you there? Is Hello." Your phone on? So I said, "Okay." He must have went to the concert. So then nigga text me the next motherfucking day, eleven thirty a.m. and said, "Hey, you still here? I didn't have no service at the concert. I ain't have none." Pause. You know I don't live here. It's 1030. Niggas still go out at 1030. I don't leave until 1 o'clock. You still, you want to hear me. You was at the concert. You didn't want to hear me back? For eight hours. After we had this long, with this, this lead up until, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a lead, you know what I'm saying? Into <laughs> <A> this segue. <laughs> what is all of this for? I never responded. But the nigga text me the, to, uh, the next day, sent me some eyes. I have nothing else to say to you. You have wasted my time, and my time is that. Listen here. <laughs> as much as your it, time is valuable, my fucking time is valuable. And so this rant got a little bit too fucking long, but I am tired. I am so tired of niggas. I am so tired of your fuck shit. I am so tired of you wasting our motherfucking time. If you ain't gonna do right, if you ain't <laughs> gonna be right, leave us the fuck alone. And that's it. Yeah. 
I, I was outdone when you told me that. That that's a lot. Like you you really went out of your way. So you was like stepping up the communication for because before he wasn't even hollering at you for real. We still don't know how long he was in Costa Rica. So he was like stepping my, it up. And my point just is, to do that. My point is I never reached out to this nigga. So he would uh, reach out to me. And this is last part. The last part of this, and I think we said this before. You niggas, if you're going to slide in my DM. Because this is mainly for the niggas on the interweb. <laughs> if you're going to slide in my DM, please have some stuff, some substance to talk about. We better be doing something because what I'm not doing is looking for a motherfucking pen pal. Dead that shit. Because the At next all. time I get text messages, I'm sending cash app requests for every motherfucking text message you sent me because you're wasting my time and my money. And I need my money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whew. That was deep. So yeah, I, that ran was it, a, I ran it for the both of us. That's okay. That was a word. You know, it needed to be said. Um, didn't really have a rant this week. My only thing is I'm trying to figure out what the fuck Instagram is doing. I follow like 2,000 people now. I don't follow 2,000 people. Wait, what? My Instagram says that I follow like over 2,000 people. I don't follow over 2,000 people. But I've been getting so many follower requests I'm thinking that there's some service now that's like buying follows, even for private pages. And I've had enough. Like, I literally went through every single follower. And the followers that I'm seeing, or like the ones that I follow, I went through the other night. You know, I haven't had anything to do, been sitting stationary. I went through every single follow that I have. Deleted the ones, even people that I just, you know, didn't really know or was trying to figure out how I knew them. Deleted those, too. But I still have over 2,000 follows. I don't follow these people. I don't know where these these Instagram bots are getting. It's getting out of control. Like even on the podcast page, you know, random tenant podcast at Gmail um, (laughs) or on Instagram. um, I even like every day I'm sitting here blocking those hair pages, but I haven't even gotten those on my personal page. But I just. I don't know. It, this technology is getting too far. I didn't really have a rant, but that was just my annoyance. Yeah, this week. now that I think about it, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven follows in the last uh, six hours. Yeah, so it, it's just weird. But I just, Instagram, I don't know what the fuck y'all doing, but to cut it out because I don't even know 2,000 people, I don't think. But anyway. No. Um, Last week episode or last recap. Yeah, last episode recap. Did you have anything else? No. I said even at the beginning, a lot of people were supporting your out of town bay initiative, so that was all that I. I had. mean, I was just out thotting. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I mean, living big, your best life. I mean, that's my personal business and your business. You know. But no, at last episode, I mean, cops still ain't doing people right at all. So no, that's all I got though. You got any black magic? I, I believe I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black magic this week is not to a particular person. It's to a group of people or a group of ladies and men. It's Teachers Appreciation Week. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are educators. My friends are educators. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of educators in the world. And we absolutely need you all to help the youth because I don't know what the fuck is going on with them these <laughs> At days. All. Um, you're, you're trying your best. These niggas don't listen. But for the few children that do listen, you guys are doing an incredible job. And even if you are teaching and them kids still ain't listening, I applaud you because that was something <laughs> no, that I could not do. I tried it for four months and I got the fuck out. Okay. So I just, I just want to give a shout out to all the teachers, all the educators in the world because you all are magic and con- and continue to keep teaching our black babies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, my black magic this week is, uh, well, I kind of have two. So really quickly, today is Saturday. So Black Love Doc premieres this evening. Excited about that. Um, but then also OWN is coming out with a new series called Love Is, Mm -hmm. starring Will Catlett. And to anybody that has listened to the show, or you all may be familiar with it by now, there was a great youtube series called first we've kind of ranted on this show about it in the past about how they just left us hanging he was in that and i was hoping very much that this would kind of be like the tv adaptation of that that still remains to be seen it's supposed to be like the love story based off of marie what's her name mara akil the writer of the game and um girlfriends and stuff like that so it's supposed to be the love story of her and her husband but you know we'll see what happens but i'm excited about that What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Oh my god! Why yeah, you t- I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry. My god. That you know, Facebook memories will get you. I'm sorry, Ooh, buddy. I'm sorry. That ain't right. They ain't do, they ain't do it was me a flashback. Right. You don't look like that no more. Speaking of looking like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I to, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I should have warned you. I, I apologize. Speaking of looking of like, this should have been a part of the ramp. I'm gonna just get. <laughs> Uh, that's a story. Can I give y'all a story time? Please do. <laughs> Can I? Okay. Yeah. Do, go ahead. <laughs> so you know, I was bored. Um, was this last weekend? Last weekend, Cinco de Mayo weekend. I wasn't bored. I think I had like some downtime, and I said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get on my apps. You know, I'm gonna get back on my Tinder app." Now, anybody that knows me, I get on there and look. I don't respond <laughs> just to nobody. I just be swiping. Don't be responding to nobody. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, "Hmm, somebody sent me a message. Let me check my messages." Okay. Right? You niggas really hate rejection, don't you? <laughs> You niggas really hate rejection, don't you? Niggas cannot take a no. I just don't understand why y'all can't take a no. They feelings be hurt. Your feelings be hurt. But the problem is, (laughs) I never responded. And it wasn't because I was ignoring him. It was because I was clearly not on the app. Just because you delete the app, it does not delete your account. You actually have to delete your account. So I go in and, you know, I'm checking my messages. And somebody said, hello, Jacora. Never responded. This gentleman, I'm going to say his name at the end, too. Um, <laughs> Jacora, what's good with you? Still not on the app yet. You know what I'm saying? Can I take you out to eat? No response. Cause still not on the app. Still not on the app. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time I've gotten this. And you guys are going to hear it for the third time. And I may start an Instagram page. Um, this is his last response, okay? I laughed because it was... <laughs> Sorry. It was hilarious um, because niggas' feelings really be hurt. He goes to say, I can't stand your fat looking self. Probably smell like a goat. <laughs> you left that part out. <laughs> Probably smell like a goat. Low budget looking Beyonce self. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what? Low budget looking, looking Beyonce, Beyonce self. But you just talked to my fat looking, low budget, goat smelling Beyonce self. You just <laughs> tried to holler at me. You, you literally, I have the messages when you were asking to take me out, <laughs> greeting me with salutations, but now I'm a fat looking, goat smelling Beyonce clone. I don't understand. I'm starting to really think I look like Beyonce. This is the third time. 
my stomach hurts. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time. Oh. I'm going to read it one more time. I can't stand your fat looking self. I happen to enjoy my rolls and I'm sure you do too because a lot of niggas is lifting up that muffin top, okay? Um, probably smell like a goat. Yeah. Low budget looking Beyonce self. Yeah. I look like Beyonce, y'all. That's it. I'm taking it. I'm yeah. running with it. <sighs> and so to you, Mr. A Day, I think that's how you pronounce it. How you spell it? I mean, how you pronounce it? Is it a day? What is Addy. Let me see. I'm going to post this picture. His picture going to be on our, our cover art. <laughs> His picture will be on our cover art. And this is going to be like, you niggas ain't shot. I promise you. That's gonna, we going to put him on there. Oh, dang. I'm putting this picture on there. How you say his name? I don't know. Aid. Aid. Aid, you're getting put on blast. <laughs> you will be in the cover art. Know oh, that. Oh, God. And so, you know, that's oh, pretty much um, what I have. And before we get into the current events, this is just one... Um, <sighs> The last story, um, because this ties into the current events, because I don't know if you guys seen um, Simone Sanders politely read somebody for asking her why her nails were the way that they were. Um, However, I had a client of mine. She came in. We were having a conversation and she was like, you know, I just am so frustrated because I was at work today and some um, the vendor was there and she came in and she was like, who's your manager? And the lady pointed her to me and she said, um, I am. And she kind of looked at the lady. She looked at, she looked at my client and was like, huh. Huh. Hmm. Huh what, bitch? Oh. Really? You're wow. the You're the manager? And she was like, well, yeah. So my client has long, she has some long curly weave. And so the, so the young lady, well, I won't call her young lady. So the lady proceeds to walk up to her, touch her hair. I'm sorry. She touches her hair. Oh, oh, it gets better. She touches her hair. Was like, oh, your hair is. Mm, this is nice. This is, this is wow. nice. Then she proceeds to take her whole entire hand and rub all up and through her sewing, and oh. say, you know what I'm feeling for, right? Oh, my mouth. Wait a minute. So my client said, I was such in shock. In shock. I didn't know. She couldn't do nothing. She was like, I didn't even know what to do. Wow. And so I said, now wait one goddamn minute. Wait a minute. Was she a saltine? Oh, of course. Come on. How she know? Oh, you bitches are getting (laughs) disrespectful. (laughs) You white women. Y'all are encountering the wrong ones. Okay. Because I probably would have karate chopped the shit out of her arm. Wow. Really? She said, you know what I'm feeling for, right? Wow, as if this could not be me. Because don't let us actually have a lot of hair underneath the sewings. We just do these for convenience. Don't. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. I, I was floored. Okay, I, I was. Saltines. I was floored. I so am she done. said she went to her office and she cried because she was so frustrated. That would have been me. Um, she was, you don't know. Your life was on the line right there, lady. My reflexes are so fast. She would have got her fucking arm knocked off. <laughs> I promise you. I don't like when people touch me. So that's already my automatic response. However, she was like, I had to leave. And they was like, oh, her manager. The other people were like, well, you can go home for the day. I know I can go home for the day. And I'm traumatized. So she was like, she ain't go to work for two days. And that lady, whoever touched her hair, is not allowed back in the store. You got some motherfucking nerves picking up your dirty ass fingers and sticking them in my head? Are you kidding? Wow. 
y'all are y'all saltines if y'all listening y'all are trying the wrong one like y'all really going there y'all president really got that like got you feeling a type of way and my sh- my hat today says make america gracious again no seriously um fuck donald trump I, you <sighs> just said donald and i did that's all i had so we can get into the current event i had mm. some stories that i had mm. to let off my chest and wow. you know just let me in the comment section on soundcloud on um instagram i'll try to get back to y'all but just tell me y'all experiences right even write us a letter in and say if you've had any experiences yeah. um where you've you said don't touch my shit or I, or or i felt uncomfortable um but and I do it anyway niggas are crazy so like I was saying, Simone Sanders um, went on a rant, basically, because someone asked her, um, did they they said to her, isn't it kind of unprofessional for her to have her nails bedazzled on air? Um, and she clearly stated a statement and I'm, I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to read it. She said, nah, I'm completely comfortable with my authentic self. I have no problem showing up authentically as Simone and delivering. The problem is most of y'all aren't comfortable. So some of y'all keep showing up as Kate Ashley when your name is really Keisha. <laughs> so my point is, and I've said this before, and we've her. had the, and we've had this conversation about how you don't feel comfortable going into work. Um, mm-hmm. You can't wear a certain thing. And I know me, I give no fuck. I'm coming my authentic self. You're going to get three, three wigs this week. You're going to get hot pink nail polish. Um, you're not going to get any cold switching when you come over. And I'm like, hey, oh, my God, Becky, how are you? You're not getting that from me. What you mm. hear me talking like right now is how I talk to my coworkers. So I think some people just need to be, she said it best, be you. Because white people don't care. Mm. Mm. They mm-hmm. they genuinely don't care. Yeah. I'm not there yet, just yet. Because I know if I had, uh, if I showed up some days with my authentic self, I'd probably get fired. So, I don't really have the decorum at this point to kind of show up as my authentic self, but um, that's just me. But don't shout let, out to y'all that'll do. And she also said, don't let the non-melanated majority, people of color or actually global minority, tell you what's acceptable. You will be left out every fucking time. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is a word. Yeah, it is. It so is. that's it. What you got? I mean, I got more, but. Yeah, what do you have? Um. My phone just just took it away. So um, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. It, it, it's a lot. Um, <coughs> white women love starting shit and playing the victim. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> you white women, and 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 if we have white listeners, and I hate when this comes up because people always say, not all white people are like this. Okay, motherfucker. You know if you are and if you aren't. Right. White people love inserting themselves and shit. They ain't got no business inserting themselves in recently there was a lady in california she called the cops on a young man not a young man he was an older guy by the i was gonna say the lake is it by the ocean where were they because they're in california mm-hmm. no, no, whatever yeah. he was by a body of water <laughs> <laughs> and large then, body of water <laughs> he was by a large body of water and the nigga was barbecuing and you know what she did she proceeded to pull out her phone and call the cops because you know what we can't do is barbecue in the park and why can't we barbecue in the park? Because we're using coals. Girl, the fact that she stood there for two hours, though. Bitch. <laughs> what type of time? Like, I niggas, can't barbecue some fucking chicken and ribs without you staring at me. I can't enjoy a meal. 
but the fact is, is that white lady that recorded her, <laughs> she had the map saying they can be here. They can be. We can barbecue. And not only can they be here, everybody knows him. He's been in the community for years. Him and his family. He ain't doing nothing. I, I can't. When I watched that video, I was outdone. <laughs> and I had to fast forward some parts because I just couldn't stand how stupid she looked. I want to just knock her ass off. I wanted to knock her fucking head Girl. off. Because it was just too much. And then you sitting here, you did all of that. And then with your penguin body ch- ass, waddled your way up to the corner store while you calling police as if you going to a safer area. You actually committed a crime because you took her card. Like, it was a lot. And then she start how she started bawling and she oh, was like, I you, was mean. You motherfuckers love it's playing like, the victim. Y'all love it. And I love shout out to the saltine. I uh, will probably call her Ritz Cracker because we kind of like Ritz Crackers, the buttery ones. But shout out to her for actually standing or up. the townhouse. Yeah, the she townhouse. like a townhouse. She like a townhouse. So or she's like a like a um, cracker. The club cracker. I like no, the I do I like, like a good club. club. Yeah, 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 I do too. But or, shout out to her for actually standing up and calling the saltine out on her shit because that was ridiculous because I've seen I, at first when you sent me the video I saw the shorter version that like a news uh, station had picked up and they kind of condensed it but when I watched that whole thing and I heard that she stood there <laughs> for two hours you ain't got nothing else do you know how many errands you can run in two hours <laughs> I got a lot of shit bitch, I can do. and you stood there for two hours harassing them about being there barbecue you were waiting on the police you... for him to <laughs> literally wasted your time because I bet you them niggas did not take the damn barbecue down. They probably cooked their chicken, no. they ribs, they brats and still had a good day. And a beer. And a beer. A cold one. Love a good cold one. But <laughs> you know on. what? Fuck her. Fuck her. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I just, you white that women. Really, that really blew me. And like, police, you know, <clears throat> I just don't understand. All I, Michael Jackson said it best. (laughs) All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. They don't. And I'm just sad. Like, I'm sad for the black and brown community because we can't even go out and be black. I mean, that's, it's just as simple as us going out and be black. There was an incident multiple incidents i don't understand why y'all feel like y'all just have to use so much excessive force it's getting disgusting it's getting outrageous the incident at um it was another fucking waffle house the young gentleman was defending i think he was defending his sister yeah he took her to prom or something took her to prom and we're coming enjoying your time you know what i'm saying and the police officer decided he wanted to choke him out slam him on the floor why (sighs) are you that intimate First of all, I just, at some point, I feel like it's intimidation. It is. At, at other points, I just feel like you are using your authority just because you can say, mm, I got authority. I can do this. Yeah. I'm just, I am tired of the police force. It, it's getting out of control because I saw that. And then I think there was another instance recently. I think it was yesterday. Did you see at Mayfair? Somebody recorded that boy getting slammed on I the didn't ground see, at Mayfair. I saw it, but I didn't click on the video. I didn't actually click on the video. I don't know what the sound was like. But it was another instance that happened here in Milwaukee at one of the malls, which is in a predominantly white area. Um, They're closing stores and building them out, trying to attract the lesser melanated demographic back to that particular mall and i'm gonna own that when my settlement is up listen uh, speaking of settlement (laughs) um 
they literally have this man on the ground like when the video restarted they had slammed him to the ground he was already restrained they had his hands locked behind his back and they still punched him in the face multiple times Mm -hmm. his friends were basically i did not listen to the video i just kind of watched it as it was playing but that his friends were like you know just like what the hell is going on like we are so tired of seeing and hearing about this narrative that black people are such a threat where you even have them literally handcuffed and or subdued and we still are a threat y'all are just jealous just like in georgia did you see the video where they dragged that 65 year old grandma out of her car i know you fucking lying my mother that's my mother that's my mom i went and you better believe I would have sued the pants out of everybody involved. And, you know, the comments are so disgusting. Sometimes mm, I, don't I don't even, even want to look at them. Yeah, sometimes I don't even bother reading the a, comments this is anymore. an elderly woman. I don't care if she was talking back. She still is 64 years old. It took, like, damn near eight officers to get a 65-year-old woman out the car. Really? Mm. Y'all needed that many people. She and like, literally what the fuck are you grabbed doing? her. What are you doing? I just and you know what and it's crazy because when I saw that I was triggered because like you said like that's our mothers that's literally my mom like you these people are getting out of control you know I it's sad to see um stuff like this happening but as we continue to talk about it we still have not like there's still no end in sight because there's still that man sitting in office that is still bringing this shit out of people to where it's like socially acceptable it's now, disgusting. even when you see it. It's disgusting. It's absolutely and disgusting. I, and I wish at some point I can just go knock knock these motherfuckers upside their no, head without getting shot the fuck up. But you know, it's only some. You get so angry, you be wanting to put your hands on people. I mean, because if seriously. that was my mama, I'm where the where you at? Yes. On we, site. You catching these hands on site. <laughs> like, I just. I'm going to lose my life I on site. No. Like, damn near. Because I just, you know, I get scared just by everyday niggas, like, you know, acting crazy. And my mom is in the city. I live in Chicago. So I get scared because of that. But I'd be damned if I saw a video of my mother being dragged out of her car. Mm-hmm. One, my mom is a former police officer once. So you know my wheeling de- dealing ass. We would be suing the city. We would be suing everybody possible. I want everybody badge. Like, this shit is getting out of control but i also want my rounds run me my money or run me my rounds no and and yeah we'll add the and yeah run me my money and run me my rounds i can't um really quickly uh you know everybody has you know the news cycles have turned but uh the men from starbucks that were arrested unlawfully i would say um they actually reached a settlement with the city for a dollar and they reached that settlement because they wanted to have a fund set up for young entrepreneurs for 200 i think it was 200,000 mm-hmm. so it just shows like you know shout out to these young men I because you know what gentlemen. y'all better than me because i would have still been suing the shit out of them um but it just goes to show you like y'all really had no reason to arrest these guys like not even like even just the fact to show that they only settled for a dollar just to make the point that no y'all gonna open up uh y'all gonna put this money towards a center for young entrepreneurs like us who need it the most because we can't even go sit in starbucks without being arrested like shout out to them i i just i really commend them um 
I don't really have too much more they, to say on that. They are real, they some real ones. They are. They really and are. Your reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a follow, without a mention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are nice. Like it could be. It could not have been me. <laughs> it could not have been me. I would have owned a, a couple higher, of franchises they have a purpose by now, and they knew what their yeah, purpose was. They do. I, I commend them for that. Um, Rihanna, we love her. Her line, her new clothing line, came out. Um, um, and it was hot, sizzling garbage. Oh, yes, it was. Lie. I was disappointed. She made those plus size for the old Sunday Lady special. Ma'am, what is that? And I love me some Riri now. I, I do too. You know, I love me you know, some Riri. I'm hoping this is a soft lunch because I was expecting like I'm, some real I'm hoping sexy. this is a joke. <laughs> I'm hoping this was like, I got y'all. This ain't really the line. It's coming out next it's week. It's coming out next week because I was wanting something like real sexily. And I, it, that, no, line, that line it was wasn't hot, okay. hot, sizzling garbage. 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 It, it, it was a lot it was a lot you know rihanna I, I really commend you because you know she is building a brand with this fenty like all types of stuff is going on so her, i commend her, her i mean i'm sure that's that's her too but i bet you her billionaire man is in her ear like you gotta do this we gonna do i that. mean it ain't wrong if he's building her up in that way shit she ain't wrong at all god you got bless any her. friends rihanna i mean i mean have you seen him he's fine as hell that would make me go step into the other side. He he is fine. He is something to look at. And you know what? He be lowing out the way. And she does too. Outside of these launches, Rihanna has been lowing out the way. She get thick out here in these streets I mean, though. I mean, listen. She's she's out here. She's I really- like it. I like it. Shout out to Rihanna. Um, as usual, you know, I'm not really into fashion, but to me, she won the Met Gala as usual. Um, oh, I mean, okay, so here's my thing. When people come to the Met Gala, um, I think people don't, they don't take the theme literal. They just think like, oh, this is a ball. Yeah, I'm going to get dress cute. Up. And people are like, oh, some people are like, I ain't like Rihanna. I ain't like this. She came as the theme. Every there single is year. There is a theme. She, she comes and she brings it every single year. And she hit the nail on the head. Came between, became Between her, Zendaya, Zendaya was a beast. Mm-hmm. All she needed was a sword. That whole outfit. That was hot. The whole outfit in general. Uh, between Not even the outfit. The hair. The makeup. Yeah. The, it was a whole. It was a look. It all was a look. You know what I'm saying? Gabrielle Union looked like trash. Um, she just came as if she was going to prom. Her hair was garbage. Her makeup was garbage. But I never like when. Um, shit. Who, who did her that night? I can't think. It's not Joanne. Somebody did her makeup. I never really like when that when this lady does her makeup. I like when Rennie does it mm-hmm. because it gets it right. She because he gets it right. Whenever the other lady do it, she kind of be looking a little ashy. She don't be right. She yeah. don't be right. Um, Gabrielle, Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, no, and you know she what? missed the mark for me. I love Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker. She looked awful. Her face looked awful, but I mean, like, her attire. Yeah, her attire was cool. Her attire. I love her attire because she takes it serious. She dresses. I was waiting for too. Heidi Klum, though. Didn't she come? Oh, no, no. She does Halloween. I'm yeah, sure, she, she, does does Halloween. she does Halloween. Um, who else did I? Did, um, 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 Terrence Howard girl. What's her name? Uh, Jasmine Sanders? Jasmine. She looked great. Jasmine. Yeah. I don't know what her theme was. Um, and <laughs> Heavenly Angel. Yeah. First of all, Katy Perry. It's a beast. That outfit, I think I miss Katy Perry. She had the she had the really really big wings on. 
Oh, I that was did hot. See that it. was the look. Yeah. That was the look. Yeah. Nicki Minaj, man. You know what? You know what I'm getting tired of with Nicki? Those damn wing eyeliner. I'm, I'm tired of it. That's her signature. I don't give a shit. I'm tired That's of her it. Signature. And I, mean, I don't know nothing about makeup, but I'm tired of I, it. I, I wanted to see her, and, and she always, oh, I'm the bad guy. Showing up the boots back. Okay, girl, ma'am, girl. ma'am. She is so extra. Like, she's so annoying. It, she's really annoying. I don't know what's going on. She wasn't this annoying before. She and wasn't. that's what really wears me out. I don't know what her I don't know what her deal is. She looked at I mean, I won't say she looked Cardi B looked cute. I, she her face didn't match her body. Um her face looked like she was in the Bahamas. Her body looked like she was in Iceland. But <laughs> you know, it, for what it was work, I, I you know, I liked her outfit. Her makeup looked terrible though. I was her makeup, do you know? Erica LaPearl. I, I, but I've never, like, I don't. But Cardi likes her makeup that way. Oh, okay. She likes to look like that. That's just not my cup of tea. I, I don't really like things of that nature. Uh, between her and uh, who else did I have? I think maybe that was it. Those are, Oh, Cassie. Listen. Cassie, look, she's listen. just gorgeous. Listen. Like, I don't think she could do any wrong Cassie anywhere. can put on a damn pillowcase, okay? Listen. <laughs> and paper towel and would look her shoes the the whole coat, everything about it, it was, was just a, it was a it was a look you know what i'm saying it was great um i like diddy's son too oh yeah 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 chadwick boseman was a he was oh, a vibe he, he's so fine he's so um fine. michael b jordan i mean the nigga showed up with a black cross he was real regular he came yeah. with kim kardashian looked the same Everywhere she wears the same thing all the time i don't know what the fuck kylie had on it looked like a strapless bra and a bell-bottom skirt. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was confused. I was very confused. I didn't know what she was coming as. I don't, you know, I just think that they, because Kim Kardashian to me, whenever I see her at the Met Gala, like you said, it's a themed event. And I feel like she just comes like, oh, because I'm Kim, I'm just going to come and be pretty. It's like, no, girl, like, why don't you at least push it a little bit? Like you just came and like, I get it. There was like this, what was it? Like a vintage Versace dress that she supposedly came in. This was like a mock of that. But it's just like, okay, you just threw a couple crosses on like, and then you just showed up. She always looks pretty. It's nothing. Yeah. There's no wow factor. There's no um, creativity. I just, I'm just not. It's just a lot of nothing. Yeah. I'm just, I wasn't impressed. Oh God! Jan- Janelle Monae was a you know she Solange. That's what I wanted to talk that about. That do rag. I mean, my gonna guy keep her wears a do rag. Never gonna change. <laughs> I'ma stay the same. Gonna keep my do rag. That's my song. She kept that do rag on. I loved it. Shout she, out to Solange. She, she always keep it funky. I, I like Every Solange. Single time. You but got yeah. anything else? It was so many things that unhappened. You know, Tierra Marie. <laughs> you can't even be a hoe in private. I mean, you can't even share some quality time with the one you love. Really? And I've seen things that said that it wasn't actually her boyfriend that leaked it. Somebody broke in his car. And somebody stole his phone or something. I don't know. Really? How they do all that? I don't know. They show pictures, but... They got my girl. And I ain't even saying my girl because I don't really fuck with her like that. But that's that's actually, you know, it's not sad. It's it's more or less embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. And to have everyone see your picture. It's, mm-hmm. it's different than you sending like, bitch, look, I got the nut on my nose. Mm-hmm. Send it to your friends. <laughs> or, you know, having it the fucking worldwide web <laughs> that that's that and you know that picture is getting shared and that video is getting shared it's over out there forever and, oh he and to be honest his dick wasn't even that big I, listen it wasn't even that big 
So, I mean, he should be embarrassed more than she should. Yeah, and you know what? I Like you said, I don't really follow Tierra Marie too much, but I did, you know, part of my trash television is Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, and I did follow her. And last season, I will say that most of her storyline for anybody that watched the show is that she was battling a lot of personal demons. You know, she went to rehab for drinking, and she has been basically getting her life together ever since. Like, we haven't even heard of her on social media, really. So it's like... Really? So I just, my heart goes out to her because one, that should be all her personal business. That Mm -hmm. should be it between her and whoever dick she was sucking. But then also it's just like mentally, it's like, I just, it's embarrassing. It takes a toll. So I just hope, you know, whatever revenge that she got coming for his ass, sue the pants off of him because that, that's, that's something that will be out there forever. And it's always when it kept, you want to keep, be a lady in the street. You know what I'm saying? Right. Y'all want that. So this, my image is turned. And y'all just, I, I just, I can't. That that was really embarrassing. So, I and, hope. And on the love and hip hop train, um, I ain't Kate. I really want my feelings back that I gave to Emily B. <laughs> um, and not saying that I was really emotionally invested in her. She obviously has some issues, and I've said it on there before. It looks like she has definitely been. Uh, verbally She's, abused yeah. um, there was some probably looking at the video some physical abuse but this girl we knew I knew mm-hmm. her ass was going right back to fabulous she stood up with him she was in court with him um, earlier this week and wow. she was there for her man wow and that's just such a hard situation um, because you got a family and your kids have to see this and you know um, they have to grow up through this and then to see them for, for them to see you take him back it's just not a good look. She's in a sunken place. And um, and it, it, it's not my business because it's not my relationship. But she had new teeth. Did she get new teeth? I don't know. And I ain't capable for none of these niggas that say, oh, we don't know the facts. I, I, it doesn't really matter. All that matters is people got some serious issues that they need to take care of. And that's mm-hmm. all I got. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of relationships, we just spoke about the Met Gala. Um, Two chains. Oh my God, you guys! <laughs> I forgot how did oh, I was trying to block. I see I blocked you it out. You tried to block it out. Okay. My man proposed to his longtime girlfriend of twenty years. That's a long ass. That's time. a long. Would you, you have waited? Up. Okay, you I was just gonna say. Uh, she stayed down. She stayed. She came. That's the altar. You know, she got a couple of coins. She got the back. Um. So he proposed, and you know, I'm sad because y'all know I love, I love two chains, and you know. I'm going to let them have that. It's black love. Had she been a white woman, I probably would have tried to intervene. But she's black, <laughs> so I'll leave it alone. But I am definitely heartbroken. You're just a little devastated. Yeah. <sighs> On the spirit of relationships, you know, we... Did you watch Jada Pickett-Smith's Red Table Talk? I did. How did you like it? That was some real grown-up conversation. I, it takes I mean, grown women to sit down, confront those issues, and actually have a conversation about it. Yes. To anybody who hasn't, Jada Pickett, her daughter, as well as her mother, have a new Facebook series, um, Red Table Talk. In the first episode, she spoke with Will's first wife. And they spoke about, you know, just the relationship and how they've had to, the just kind of the troubles that they went through when incorporating this blended family that they have. And that was some real grown-up convo and you know what really um it was it was great convo because i see both sides Mm -hmm. 
I see both sides of it. And I also see it coming from somebody that is co-parenting and also coming from a family that's in, that whose parents were divorced. Excuse me. <clears throat> so while listening to their conversation, I had to think about my mother. This is years ago. I had to think about my mom. Like, how did she feel? Like, what were her right. what were her thoughts when she had to send her kids with her, you know, with her ex-husband, with this woman? So I like I hear both sides and I never really seen them interact, even though we know kids know what's going on. Yeah. I never I don't remember the interaction that they had, um, but it's it was just very interesting to hear this candid conversation. And what really touched my heart was when she said um, her son came back home and he said, how did you like her? And she said, I really liked her mommy. Like I really like and and that and that to me is more important than than anything. Right. But what I will not do. <laughs> however. However, on the flip side, this is coming from somebody that's married. I'm not I'm not putting my child in a situation where you have a girlfriend and then who knows what's coming on in the next two months, the next year. That's not what I that's not what I want to do. So that's for me, that was very, you know, it was eye opening, and it's something that I had to take a um, some some self reflection <laughs> and um, some things go, to go within myself to actually like like well, you know, you got a baby, it's some things that just need this is gonna happen to me one day, right? One day it's gonna happen where you gonna be like, well, daddy got a new girlfriend, mm, mm, mm. but I, I'm happy that they are um cordial they have a blended family they look like they cool now and i yeah. think that's just you know she said a second mommy i mean and ultimately that's what it is yeah um are, do we do we want to talk about r kelly the mute r kelly movement that's no. all i'm gonna say mute is at spotify oh, they tried to start it but it still ain't good enough to me they Took him off of their playlist and algorithms, but his music is still there. I mean, stuff has been coming out in the last couple of weeks, and y'all can do y'all Googles all you want to about that monster, but I'm just like, he's next. And you, it sucks because he has such great bodies of work. And you know what? <laughs> I have never really been a huge R. Kelly fan, so throw the whole nigga and the catalog away to me. You got some hits that I... I really throw them away. Um, We spoke about Rihanna really quickly. And the last thing that I wanted, did you hear about her interview where she told Drake, like, we're not even friends anymore. She was like, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Basically. In a nutshell. Don't be weird. In a nutshell. Don't be weird. I can't. Drake, you know, he, he makes the anthems nice for what, but I feel like he, he knew that was coming. I wonder if he knew about that. She's a definition of nice for what. She don't give a fuck about nobody fucking feelings. Anybody. And that's mood all year long all year long you got anything else no all right well let's take a break thanks again to studio for support of today's episode and for sending us some of their new bluetooth headphones i was sent the tray which is their newest in-ear model they're made out of sweatproof material and have custom wing tips to comfortably fit your ears for those of you that are runners, work out, or simply like in-ear styled headphones. They have nine plus hours of active battery life and what's great about these is their sound transparency, which is great for someone like me who lives in Chicago. I take public transportation to and from work so I'm able to listen to my music and still be aware of my surroundings and or traffic. So thanks again to Studio and for you, our listeners, to get a pair for yourself, click the link in the show notes and use offer code RANDOM for 15 15% off your next purchase. Let's get back to the show. 
Hey guys, welcome back to the show. As we've been speaking about on social media, as well as um, on the show, May is Lupus Awareness Month, and I am so happy to have the next guest that we have. Um, she's amazing. She, Most of you may know her from Bravo's hit show, To Rome for Love, but also she is a lupus warrior. So I just wanted to introduce Miss Nikita McGraw. Hi guys, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you for being on the show. Oh, no. Thank you so much for the invite. My pleasure. Um, well, I guess I just wanted to, I mean, we have so much that we could talk about, but I guess I just wanted to bring you on because the goal of May being Lupus Awareness Month is to bring awareness to lupus because not many people know what it is. Myself, I've talked about it on the show before as well, far as my journey. So I really just wanted to have you on and to have other lupus survivors, warriors, whatever you would want to call us. I wanted to have people on to just share their experience because lupus is so dynamic that it can be so much different from one person to the next. So I guess I just wanted to have you on for starters. When were you first diagnosed? I was actually diagnosed in 2003, right before I was getting married. So basically, um, I started going through like hives and, mm -hmm. you know, headaches all the time. And I'm thinking, you know, obviously planning a wedding. Right. The stress. stress. Right. <laughs> so um, the wedding come and gone, but I'm still going through the symptoms. And at this point, it's kind of graduated to hair loss, mm -hmm. um, you know, the extense migraines and, um, you know, stuff like that. So basically I started I went to an allergist thinking that maybe I was allergic to something. And then my doctor, they've done series of blood work, blood right. tests. They couldn't identify it. And then one day. I was in my um, ex-husband's, uh, he, he works for a hospital. So one day I was at his uh, job, you know, just kind of, you know, shooting a breeze with his staff and I started to flare. And at this particular wow. point, my flare, like it was literally disfiguring my face and it was happening so mm. fast where everyone was freaking out. They took blood, they did everything. And then um, about a day later, the doctor said, you know, he believed that, you know, I have lupus, but he wanted to do some more tests. So it took about about a year to wow. get completely diagnosed with um, with lupus. It turns out I have two kinds of lupus. I have SLE and discoid and I have a condition called fibromyalgia. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Um, now, I guess one of the things that I found out because I was diagnosed in 2013 and one of the things like like you shared my symptoms kind of happened progressively so it was one you know I would go in for one thing and they would kind of tell me well you know it could be this but then mm -hmm. they didn't really diagnose me until I had a series of conditions you know I had um, and my lupus actually affects my um, nerves, nervous system, excuse me. So I was having the numbness where I would wake up one morning, my hand, I couldn't feel my hand or, you know, and it would progress to, you know, my arms and my legs, but they didn't really diagnose me or actually put me through the series of tests that usually they go through the blood work and things like that. And so I had, you know, like the rash, I did have the rash on my face and, you know, I was breaking out and I just thought, you know, because I had actually, just recently relocated. So like you said, when you were planning the wedding, I just figured, oh, you know, I moved, you know, I'm just under a lot of stress. You know, my body is just kind of reacting to it. So that's an important thing to note about lupus that, you know, it takes a long time for them to diagnose yes. people. 
It yeah, really it's does. a mystery. That's it's no secret mm-hmm. that the logo is a question mark. Right. It's like you know, it's it's a it's a secret. And then one of the things is is you you made an interesting point with the numbness. I went through that as well. And because my parents were older, I you know dealt with a lot of folk tales. You know, because right. you know when you look sick, everybody just assume, mm-hmm. oh, it's just this, it's just that. So my mom used to tell me, oh, that's just, you know, because when you wake up, you know, you can't move and your arms are numb and things. Like, oh, that's just the witches on your back. I'm like, what? <laughs> witches? Now that is the first. I have the never heard that. But what are they doing there? What are they doing? What are they doing? So it was like, you know, it, these are things that I were going through when I was young. I was like, 12 going through this and I wasn't diagnosed until I was 23. Yeah. And I I guess that that was another question because, you know, when I was going through the process because I was diagnosed in like October of 2013, I started Mm -hmm. experiencing the symptoms in July. But one of the things that my doctors had me do when I was going through the more progressive series of tests they had me go back all the way to my like childhood they were asking me questions you know like things like you know well did you experience some of this stuff as a kid and I had to actually go back and ask my mom because you know I had no clue I was like well what does that have to do like you know as a kid and here I am you know 25 years old going through this stuff but my mother even told me when I was younger that they thought that I had lupus and then the test came back as being inconclusive so one of the things about lupus that's so amazing and I say that loosely is because it can lie dormant for so long yep and you don't even know it and then when yep. you have when you go through that just bam bring it out exactly yeah, and that was another thing I started thinking about when I was a little girl I had mouth ulcers mm-hmm. they told me that um it was a cold virus and they treated me with antibiotics or it was one time I was a little girl and I had really long hair and my mom you know she was combing my hair and I had bam a big ball spot right in the middle and it was like maybe a baseball sized ball spot in the, in the middle of my head right and she's like oh my god where did this come from but then when you go to the doctor, they'll tell her, oh, you know, um, maybe, you know, the way you're wearing her ponytails. It was like they wrote it off so much right. back in the that, you know, you just don't know. And then, you know, they sweep it under the rug. I dealt with mouth ulcers my entire life, my entire life, which is one of the major symptoms. Right, it is. I, the people and no one knew to catch it. No one knew to question it. And then after a while, you deal with it so long because, like you said, lupus remained dormant. You deal with it so long. When you go to the doctor and they say, okay, what's wrong with you? You don't even mention it. Yeah. Why? Because it becomes a way of your life. Right. It's kind of like just being in pain. You know, I tell people, what is lupus like? Okay, imagine your skin being on fire 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And you can't do nothing about it, so you just learn to deal with it. Right. I guess, you know, another question that I would have for you is because to share your experience post-diagnosis, you know, you after the series of tests, you know, they tell you what it is. What was that processing period like for you? Well, you know, being told I thought I was a death sentence, Mm -hmm. you know, just just being frank. It was like, okay, now I've been handed a death sentence. Um, What do I do to uh, make sure that I don't die? You know, they right. tell me you got this disease, two different types of the same disease. Right. There's no cure for either one. So what do you do? And so, yeah, it took kind of a heart. I became very reckless. 
you know, I started living life as if it was my last day, good, bad, or ugly. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while. And then after a while, I realized, okay, well, it wasn't a six-month sentence. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I might want to sit down and do some research, you know. And that's what I did. And that's when I, you know, come to terms. And I started learning that, you know, the only thing I've ever known about lupus, I remember watching One Life to Live a long time ago with my mom when I was a little girl. And there was a character on there, Vicky, Nikki, um, her daughter. She had a daughter named Megan. And Megan died from lupus because oh, wow. Megan lupus. And Megan was a white woman. So I'm like, okay. So when I started researching and I found out that the majority of, you know, patients who have lupus are black women. Right. I'm like, oh, well, clearly that doesn't apply to me. I'm going to live. So let me just go ahead and challenge the status quo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not funny. That doesn't apply to me. I'm going to live. I know yeah, that's I'm right. Black. I'm real black. So I'm just going to live. You know, a little bit of Asian too. So, you know, I really don't, you know. Right. So, um, and that's what happened, you know, so I just kind of made a decision to fight and I've been fighting ever since. So what were some of the things that you did when you got through that first period? How did you learn to, okay, get your mind to the set of, hey, I'm just going to fight this thing. What were some of the things that you did to cope? You know what? I, um, I had to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to diagnose me. Everybody wanted to cure me. Everybody sent me Dr. CB, um, his video, everybody, you know, (laughs) downplayed everything. I was told that it was a trait. I didn't really have lupus. So once I got all of that negativity and that foolishness out of my head, I had to come to terms with myself and I had to seek a higher power. That's when I got saved. And it was like, listen, um, I know that I had to tell myself, all of us, I don't care who you are. We're all dealing with a demon, right? Mm-hmm. I know my demon name. Mm-hmm. My demon name is lupus. So I know this is like, it's almost a blessing and a curse because I know who I'm fighting. Right. So now I just need to figure out how to fight them. So what I did was I started to research. So I get into the groups, you know how the Facebook groups, right. where what and, but, you know, I started getting in like, you know, all these support groups and all people talked about in the support groups was how much they were in pain, how bad it is, how, you know, all you hear is the bad stuff. Right. And they go in and I'm like, OK, I don't need this type of energy. Exactly. This is not what I need. I need to be somewhere positive. So what I did was I started, you know, looking within myself And I said, you know what? I need to be my own support system. So I mentally told myself that I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my children and I'm doing this for other women who are not as strong as me. So now I go back to these same groups and I tell these women, I inspire them and I speak to them. I mean, now I'm a national ambassador for the Lupus Foundation of America. It's like now I get to tell people from the positive side. It's not that bad. This is not a death sentence. You can do this. So that's what I had to do. So one of the things that I I can say personally that I'm actually still battling with is like you said, you know, you kind of had your period where you was just like, you know, I'm going to live life to the fullest. But one of the things that I think most people with lupus will say is that it's the fatigue that kind of, you know, that's the biggest battle. You know, even the days when you're not in as much pain as others, it's the fatigue. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of manage your fatigue day to day? You know what I do? I go on YouTube and it's, um, 
you know, the Tahitian, the Tahitian bowls, right? Mm-hmm. I I listen to meditation music for one hour a day every single morning, right? It's literally just people, somebody hitting a bowl. <laughs> do, 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 right? It's crazy. And my kids think I'm nuts because I put it in the car and I let the speaker take it. It's just have my way with it. But anyway, what I do, I meditate on that and I breathe. Mm-hmm. But what I'm breathing through, I'm breathing through all of the pain that I'm going through because I'm in pain every single day. It's never been a day, sis, that I'm not in pain. So I breathe through all of that. And then I get up and mentally tell myself, I'm going to try to do everything I can before eight o'clock this morning. <laughs> before it hit me. Because I know my body going down at seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So it's like. And then, I mean, like yesterday, I slept 17 hours. I slept all day today. I got up at three. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like (laughs) I sleep. So sometimes we just got to, you know, and it's like it doesn't matter how long you sleep. You're still going to be tired when you wake up. So it's just something that we have to deal with. But you do have to sleep. You have to, even if your body doesn't realize it, you need that food. You need that rest. So I'm sorry to interrupt because what you just said was you need to sleep. And and it brought me back to the show when you were in Rome. Mm -hmm. How did you manage that while you were out there? I know we didn't. I know pay they t- attention I, to something. Yeah, I want you to pay because you know they couldn't talk about it for HIPAA laws. However, oh. if you noticed, everybody was outside. I noticed you me. were inside a lot, <laughs> and I noticed I was like, "Why they keep giving?" Exactly. And no shade. Listen, it's no shade. I was like, "Why they keep giving her these corny men?" Like I'm like, "Where is she at?" They like they got around here. I said, "This ain't right." Like what, what's going on? Yeah. So now this make now this is making sense. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happened because I ended up having a flare while I was out there in Rome. Uh-huh. And um, you know what wasn't gonna happen because <laughs> you know I'm I'm a firm believer in telling myself, no, this is not gonna happen. You speak your circumstances. I wasn't going yeah. to no hospital out there in Rome. This just wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> so um, they did. They called in doctors, and they were ready. So what they did was a couple days. I just had to sleep it off, mm. and I spent the whole day in bed. I get up and put my makeup on. And I go back to sleep. That way, if you notice, we did a lot of scenes in my bedroom. I yes. noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah, because they came, you know, they, the girls used to come into my room all the time. And, you know, talk, they knew that I started running out of, I started running out of gas. And then one time we went to the, um, we went to the uh, Coliseum. And if you notice, I was wrapped in sheet. Yes. I a little blue. Yeah. So that was how I, how I did it. And that's what I do. That's how I operate now. If I know it's really sunny outside, people would think that I'm Muslim. I'm not Muslim, but I will drape up because I know that the sun can trigger. Right. A- and you know what? I, I, it's, I'm thank, thank you for bringing that up, Jaquara. I noticed that. So I started following you as mm-hmm. the show went on. And I was kind of like, oh, she has lupus. And then I started watching the show differently, you know. Mm-hmm. And I did notice those things because I was like, okay, you know, even the scenes where you all were out, I, you know, I noticed like you all were either at happy hour. So obviously the sun had set. So this is making sense because I remember they was like, she's not getting out. At one point, I think they were mingling and they were saying like, well, you weren't you weren't mingling with people. I think it might have been the happy hour, the same episode. And I was like, she probably now that you're saying this, I'm probably like, she probably was tired. I was like, I'm finna sit my ass down. (laughs) That's exactly what was happening. I'm like, listen, and then out there in Rome, everything happy hour doesn't even start until 7 30 8 o'clock at night okay. so you know imagine they can go these young girls and i'm not knocking none of them they can go to three and four in the morning right no ma'am I'm like, 
I wouldn't do three to four in the morning if I didn't have children. So I'm going <laughs> to let y'all have it. Mm. And I'm going to go home. So <laughs> it's been times where I'll hop in a taxi and I'll go back to the villa and I'll allow people to, you know, just kind of do them. And that's the way I maneuvered. So I just knew my body, my producers, they were great. So they knew when it was time for me because it's still real world. And that's what they wanted. Right. They wanted real. That was one thing about that show. It wasn't fake. So they say, listen, if she needs to go home. Let her go home. Let her go, you know, let her go back to the villa. Let her go rest. Let her go, you know, do that type of stuff. And that's how we, you know, that's how we did it. Okay. And yeah, we it, still had a good time. Yeah. But I just knew my limits. That mm-hmm. That's interesting because I, you know, when, like I said, I started following you and then I was wondering. So you said that they actually, they were restricted from saying that you had lupus on the show? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Because my, my doctors, you know, once you start talking about my health, they can't talk about, you know, then they have to release all of my medical records. Ah, and okay. And you got the HIPAA laws. So it was just too much to really, I guess. Did you a, have to, um, uh, what's the word? I want yeah. To disclose yeah, it before they picked you. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get clearance from my doctor. <laughs> well, when they hired, did they, did they say, well, obviously they didn't say anything to you, but was there any bias when you told them before you went to Rome that you had this illness? They were, they were okay with it, obviously. Well, here's the thing. I didn't tell them that I had lupus until they, uh, selected me to go on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I didn't want the bias. I didn't want them to say, okay, this girl get out here and die. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what I did was I waited until I was, you know, one of the chosen ones. And I was like, well, listen, you know, um, this is what it is. And they were like, okay, listen, you, you got to get clearance from your doctor. And they were very serious about that. And my doctor had to do a full check. Mm. And, you know, she had to literally sign off like on my life. Like, listen, wow. I'm sending her here. I'm saying she's good enough to last six weeks in Rome. Okay. And how was that flight over there? I'm just curious, you know. That flight that's was, long- you know what, the, I'm, I'm okay with the flight. It was long, nine hours, but, um, and then I had like a four-hour layover in London. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I flew back. I flew into Spain. I spent the day there, and then I uh, flew in from Spain into New York. So I'm okay with that because they're bigger planes, a little bit more comfortable. Okay. Yeah, because that was one of the things like even when I travel now, you know, if we Jaquar and I take trips, I have to plan it to where I have a day off before we leave. And then a day mm-hmm. after I get back just to give my body that time to wind yeah, down. Yeah, have to heal and adjust. Yeah. So what you do, too, also when you set your tickets, go handicapped so you can you can go in first. I mean, mm-hmm. that you have a legitimate disability. So go handicapped so you can board first. Oh, well, what? look. And get better notes. Seat. Okay. Yes. Seating. <laughs> Got First it. class wherever we go, okay? <laughs> uh, and I know you said that, you know, you're you're tired a lot and your body needs rest, but is there like do you do any um activities to keep you active? Like, you I'm, know, like to stay in shape. The I'm literally the energizer bunny. I wake up every morning at four and I go do cardio. So um, in my condo complex, they have a really nice gym. So I just get up every morning at four. And because, you know, my body is wide awoke. Right. Four o'clock to me, which I'm pretty sure, you know, you guys know from having lupus, four, four, uh, 4 a.m. to me is like 12 o'clock in the afternoon to a normal mm-hmm. person. I'm wide awoke. Yeah. So I'll just go and run. Mm. or hit the tread or hit the bike or something. I do it for like 30 minutes. I'm careful not to overdo it. And that's it. Okay. 
Yeah, because, you know, and I was even, you know, because part of my support system with having lupus is I have a therapist. I speak about it all the time. But I was expressing to her how my sleep has been off. And it's interesting that you say that because I didn't even think that my body is kind of processing even time differently now because I've noticed that I've been staying up later. And then even if I don't get that amount of sleep, I'm still up by a certain time. Like I can't sleep in. So that's interesting that you mentioned that your body is kind of adjusting to time differently to where you're more energized at hours where most people would still be asleep. Exactly. Yep. You're wide awoke. It's like my body is literally like a newborn baby. (laughs) (laughs) Now I wanted to touch briefly because you did mention that you have children. And one of the things that I don't have children myself, but one of the things that my doctors did tell me is that with having lupus, um, any pregnancy that I would have were to be considered high risk. Did Mm -hmm. you have any complications or did you run into any risks during your pregnancies where you kind of, you know, had to do things a little bit differently? Yeah. So um, when I had my my oldest two, I have a 20 year old, 18 year old and seven year old twins. When I had my oldest two, I didn't know I had lupus and I really didn't have that much. um, The many complications I had them all on my due date. Okay, All my kids, including the twins. So I went 40 weeks with twins, vaginal birth, no stitches. However, um, I coded with my twins. Wow. Uh huh. And and my doctor was completely against um, you know, this pregnancy because I had just came off of a major flare. Now here's the deal: you can actually have children with lupus, but you cannot be active. Mm. Your lupus can't be active. You can't be having active flares, and your body can't be doing all the active. You know, you know that you're on the borderline of a of a flare. Mm. Now, um, the reason why my children, the age gap is so great because I went through like seven years of infertility and they didn't know what was wrong. But, you know, one thing about lupus, it kind of messes up your symptoms. And I found that my um, prolactin levels were elevated. And when your prolactin levels are elevated, it's impossible for you to ovulate, making it impossible for you to conceive. So once I... um, you know, took the medication to lower my prolactin levels. I literally got pregnant that that same month. Wow, <laughs> fertile myrtle <laughs> with twins. Wow, and, um, it was like, dude, really? Yeah, <laughs> right. Crazy. I mean, I was kind of over the idea of having children. You know, my I mean, hey, I'm about to be an empty nester. So, um, yes, when I had the twins, my son came out. He was fine. My daughter, she had the cord wrapped around her neck three times. Mm. And um, they yanked her out because when she when he came out, you know, he had to break both bags because I have boy, girl, twins. So they're fraternal. And um, when they broke her bag, she turned and ran. They grabbed her by her feet. She came. <laughs> she was ready. She was not she ready. Wasn't ready. <laughs> she wasn't here for any of this. So, <laughs> so they grabbed her by her feet. They pulled her out. When they pulled her out, they they yanked her and mm. I bled out. And I coded. And what they did, they told my. Did you sue um, them? Was that is that okay? Look, <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Was that right? <laughs> it was. It was not right at all. It was. It was terrible. So, um, they felt me slipping away. So they told my ex husband. They said, "Take the twins out in the lobby and show the family." And you know, you don't take newborn twins out. Right. They just wanted him out of the room. He not thinking, so he left. And next thing you know, I closed my eyes. I woke up. It was the next day. So I don't know what Ooh. happened. They told me that I coded. And they wouldn't tell the family because, you know, they had already broke a lot of rules. 
they had too many people there and, you know, emotions were high. So they made sure they waited until the family left and they took me out and they gave me a blood transfusion, which, you know, having lupus, right. it wasn't that easy, you know? So, yeah. So it was, it was quite the experience and I made it out safely. No, no stitches. And, um, I still have no, I can still bear children. That, that's that. great. And I'm going to, I want to ask you a question because I feel like I'm a little slow over here. What do you mean by coded? What do you, what do you mean by that? Flat coded. Cold oh, blue. Oh, cold blue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was like. No, no. You, it's cool. Yeah. I was out of there. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. But you were still able to have. So that gives hope for people like me mm-hmm. who are still thinking, you know, because I mentioned that my lupus affected my uh, nervous system, but it also aggravated um, pre-existing conditions that I had. I had PCOS mm-hmm. um, prior to my diagnosis. So it since then, you know, I've, I've had issues that have run into, you know, me questioning my fertility and things like that. So you definitely give me hope to say that, you know, even though it may oh. not be easy but you know they're still and you're 25 you got plenty of time oh girl. i was diagnosed at 25 oh. you know i'm a little older than that now um <laughs> but that's also something that i wanted to ask because you know i i will be 30 i will say mm-hmm. that and that was one of the things that I, the conversation that my doctor had to have with me as well is because my timeline is a little bit different you know given the fact that you know lupus itself you know like you said you can't be active but then you you also have to take into consideration, you know, even, you know, a healthy body, you know, they usually say, you know, even though women now are having babies later and later, but even a healthy body, you know, you have to take into consideration those things. But then with me, since I had pre-existing conditions and then also, you know, just having lupus itself, my timeline is a little bit shorter. So you definitely have to take into consideration those things with having a condition like lupus. But yeah. it is possible. And you're proof yep. of that, obviously. Yeah, it's possible. And I had my twins over 30. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely possible. And I mean, like I was literally I was more concerned about being the old chick. And, the, uh, <laughs> and then I look around like you 42. It's OK, let's do this. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I ain't having no more. I have one and I you don't got to worry about me. <laughs> We're done here. OK, Girl. one and done. <laughs> I guess to get more on a lighter note, we talked a little bit about the show. So we definitely, Jacor and I were definitely fans of the show. And you personally were my favorite because I felt like you just didn't take any shit on that show. You know, you I just, did not. You gave it how it was. You were like, why is Diane sending me these men? Like, you know, so. <laughs> I was mad, girl. I was so mad. And, you know, I'm like, I'm in like the beauty industry and not fashion, but I like fashion. So, like, I would see stuff and I would get so mad. I'm like, why are they putting that dress on her? Why are they not doing this? Who is in charge of this? People do not care. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, y'all just picking anything. Y'all wouldn't put this on. Oh, God. Yeah, I had so many people reaching out to me. Like, you know, now it's funny because from the um, from the minute that show previewed, I ended up with a stylist. What? Go on, girl. It was like... <laughs> It was something. It was like so many people like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Or if I'm out in the street, I have people who recognize me. And the first thing they say is, did you lose weight? I'm like, not that much. They're like, oh, my God, the camera was so brutal to you. There's some haters. <laughs> and and I think my thing is I kind of I won't say related to you. I always hate when people think that 
and not saying that you bigger but obviously the mm-hmm. camera puts pounds on you i'm bigger so i always say i hate when people are like oh she's bigger she can't dress or she can't do that yeah. and i just think people just because you're smaller than me does not mean you can't dictate what i what i put on so i just felt like it was a smaller group of women so they knew what they like and they just didn't know what to do with you so they just kind of passed it off and i was like where is the big where are the people that, where, where are they at <laughs> yeah because um yeah everybody you know on there well I, I, nobody was over a size six. Oh, uh, of course and, and not was me. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like nobody was over a size six and then there was me i'm double you know so my like it's like crazy it was like wow okay so when people see me out in public they'll be looking at me like she looked familiar and it'll take a minute for them to pick up who i am and then they'll be like I went on a radio show and a lady literally like in Chicago, she got on the air. Uh, Perry Smalls like, this is not the same girl from the television <laughs> show. <laughs> and it was funny, but, and then it was a couple of scenes cause I did lose weight while I was down there, but it wasn't like a hundred pounds, you mm-hmm. know, like how it was showing by the end of the season. It was crazy. So what, what was your biggest takeaway from going to Rome? Um, my biggest takeaway was, um, getting out of my own way and learning how to speak up for myself. Mm. And, um, that was the biggest, that was the biggest takeaway. It was like, I fell in love back. I fell back in love with me and I was able to get rid of the hate that I had for my Mm ex-husband. And now we're able to effectively co-parent. And that's really important, especially for my kids to see us actually getting along. That's great. That's great. That's good. We all have to. I don't know if I I say I'm there. I wasn't married. But, you know, we all have little bits and pieces. Oh, absolutely. But I get it. I definitely get it. So, okay, I got to ask, what happened with Al? (laughs) What happened to him? Because I was like, yes. Here's the tea. Here's the tea. And I did put it in my book. But here's the tea. Alberto has a – he's not married but he he's actually divorced, but he still owns his businesses with his ex-wife. Oh. He lives in a palace, and he still lives in a palace with his son and his ex-wife oh. and, you know, his two daughters. And although they're divorced, that, that situation, That's he still weird. calls her his wife. And it's like, nah, I'm kind of cool on that. Y'all marriage wasn't even long enough for me to be accepting these type of arrangements. They were only married two years. So that's still some emotion there that I felt that he needed to learn how to detach himself from. And although we're still really good friends today, I just couldn't. I'm not. I lost my husband to a side chick. Mm. I'm not about to put another woman in an uncomfortable situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I caught that when you looked at him that what was it, the season finale, you were like, um, your wife. Your wife. What's, what's <laughs> going on here? What, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you? You know, you've been on the show, but I've seen, you know, just from even following you for the short period of time that I have, you have so much going on. You mentioned you're an ambassador for um the lupus organization. So what is next for you? What are you doing now? Okay, so, you know, I have a company, um, Warrior Mentality. So Warrior Mentality is a network for women who are, I call, conquering chronic conditions. And what we do is we make sure that we are a platform for resources for women. So instead of just talking about or outlets event, we're talking about solutions. You have trouble with going to work. We have work from home opportunities. Um, If you are looking for, you know, advice on, let's say, medical marijuana to treat lupus, 
is. I have articles and writes up, write-ups on that, you know. Also, I have a book. Um, it's called I Was Living My Best Life While Losing Everything in the Process. Mm-hmm. So basically, it just talked about everything that happened since I've been home from Rome, whether, you know, I got with a guy, it didn't work, um, you know, what happened with me and Al, you know, the woes of getting, you know, my business, you know, off the ground and, you know, all that other good stuff. And uh, let's see what else I got going on. Oh, so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I'm constantly called in to do modeling gigs. You better, I, come, you on. better come, you come on. Call me if you need to, <laughs> if you in Chicago, call me if you need hair and makeup. <laughs> Yes, I am in Chicago. <laughs> Girl, I'm always there for work. We got to link up on one of these photos. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found love now is the question. I think you want to know. I'm doing me. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, last. I got one more thing for you. Now, I know it was not a lot of black people that they were showing on the show. Was it more black people in Rome than they were actually girl, showing? Girl, let me girl, let me find let me find out. Girl, Rome uh, Rome is the hood. Let what? me tell. <laughs> girl, it was a scene. Okay, did y'all see episode two when Mercedes went to the Black Garden? Yes, yes. <laughs> we remember that. Okay, they all over. They are. But here's the thing: the Africans. So they uh, don't speak English. Um, so that was the problem. It's many black people in Rome. They just don't speak English. That's uh, all. None. Okay. Yeah, uh, Mercedes was a special one because I was like, she better than me. Having <laughs> full blown FaceTime conversations in French. I said, girl, God bless. <laughs> hey, you fine though. I wasn't even mad at well, Nikito, I, I just thank you again so much for agreeing to be on the show. Um, you've definitely dropped some gems on me. I got my notepad here. Um, is there anything else that you just want to share with people or want people to know about lupus or the cause or to bring awareness? Well, I would love for people to just understand that it's not a death sentence. Right. And trust the process. Stay up on your doctor's appointments. If they say take that medication until you find a real cure first, call me. Mm-hmm. And let me know so we can get paid. But but if not, you know, keep taking your meds. It's very, very important. Don't let anyone discourage you and and make you downplay your condition as if it ain't what it, you know, it isn't what it is. So just stay encouraged, stay positive, stay motivated. And, you know, just keep whipping Lupus's ass. I'm sorry, can I say that? Girl, as much as we cuss on this show. (laughs) Yes, you can. All right, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Have a wonderful, happy Mother's Day. If, and, you know, if, if I think you say you got one baby. Yeah, right? I got one. I keep forgetting I'm a mother. But, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, thank it's you. It's all good. <laughs> you a TT, I'm sure. You know, TT, God Mama. TT's them. They celebrate Mother's Day, too. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> all right. You too, darling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, do you want to get into these wins? I guess we can. What you got this week? Um, my win this week is that I've been off work and I haven't had to deal with people. Saltines mm. more specifically, and I'm enjoying it. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's all I have. What do you have? Um, I save 5% by switching my car insurance to Geico. Okay. I did not switch my car insurance to Geico. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just because I wanted to say something. I don't have a win. Okay. Um, do you have any Holy Grails this week? Oh, you know what? I do got a win. I do got a win. 
And you know what? Give me, if y'all give me one second, I thought I wrote it down, but I got y'all. Cause when I tell y'all to win, y'all going to be like, Ooh, girl, <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Um, this is a series and I hope it does not play. Um, this is a series from a pastor. He has a six part six. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, it's a six part series. Um, from I'll put his name below because I don't know the name off the top of my head from the Transformation Church. Um, it's a six part si- series about um, relationships. And so it's when I say it's a word. Listen here. You can start off on the first one. You can start off on the second one. But I encourage you to listen to all six because these are words, especially in this era of dating, because people don't know how to date themselves. People don't know how to be by themselves. And so this was really a word. If you are single and if you are dating, these the this particular word will get you what you need. And um, yeah, that's all I got. That's that's my win. I got to find his name. I don't know his name, but I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, got any holy grails? Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, y'all. So why am I always so fat? I got food. <laughs> <laughs> we love food. We food love, is life. I, I definitely love food. So my thing is I, I'm stepping on the lighter side. Not really. Um, I, I've been changing the way I eat, and, and my body is not doing good right now. It's, it's I've been, I had a burger yesterday, so mm. what I have yesterday, I had it was so good, nothing. but it's so bad. Um, so I've been drinking kombucha. Finally, <laughs> I've been drinking kombucha because y'all know I hate vinegar. I hate the smell of vinegar. I refuse to drink it. I refuse to smell it. I will throw up if I smell it. I hate it. Um, but I've been drinking kombucha and I don't know the name brand, but you can find it in your local um, Whole Foods, uh, Woodman's, Wegman's, uh, Pickens. I don't know what Pickens. Pickens, Mariano, Mariano's, wherever you go, um, check out the kombucha out. They have lots of favor. I have not dibbled and dabbled into the actual kombucha that got the mold floating in the top. I ain't there yet. Um, but what I will really get to the heart of the matter. I I believe you, me. (laughs) I am okay on the mold. Um, but this is the flavor that I have definitely been thoroughly enjoying and it's pineapple peach and so if you are like me because i was not a kombucha believer until i was on set one day and they're like you don't drink kombucha and i was <laughs> like no it stinks i don't want it she's like try this i mean i'm telling you try it so i went out bought some and you know i love it and so this is coming from a person that does not like vinegar and i have thoroughly enjoyed that i've spent a lot of money this week buying it yeah kombucha will get you right holla at it that and apple cider vinegar it will get you right she's saying it will get you right um my win or my holy grail this week um in the spirit of mother's day happy mother's day buddy thanks you know um my holy grail this week is my mama you know oh my mama too i'll add my mama you know you know why everybody cried on that song it's so i still cry you know (laughs) you know i I still cry to this day i love you mama yeah my um holy girl this week is my mama because you know as old as i think i may get when i had that surgery i needed my damn mama and she came through i mean you know we had we bumped heads a couple of times because she was putting stuff where i didn't want it in my house but you know outside of that mama came through she was nursing her baby and i thoroughly appreciate her for that so um happy mother's day to all the mothers out there y'all are really appreciated you know that really are without y'all there's no us you know what 
what? And Tupac said it because, you know, the older I get, he said, there's no way I can pay you back, but I'm going to show you that I understand. You are appreciated. So shout out to all my the nigga, mamas. My nigga Jean. Shout out to you, girl. And shout out to Dorothy Jean. That's you know, my nigga. You know, they are. You got any holy, uh, groove theories this week? I'm going to be honest, y'all. I've been so busy, I ain't been listening to shit. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on in the world. I, I know there's some new music. I have not listened to it. The only two that I have this week are um, Khaled. He has a new song called On The Way. I think it I just listened to that. On, was, is that with like somebody else? Ty Dolla Sign yeah. Six or yeah. Black. Or yeah. Black, that's his name. Hey, um, you know what? Wait, go back. Shout out to Ray Sherman. I did listen to that. I caught the vibe you? on that. One of the songs that I do like on there is the one with, um I think it's Zoe Kravitz. So that's a, that's the vibe. I, I, I like that song. And that was some of the new music that I haven't listened to. They were people were saying more specifically, uh, what's his name, Sway Lee, his Swaycation part of it. Mm. I think it's like a three part CD technically, but mm. I would have to listen to that. But mine were Khaled on the way, um, and then also Sinead Harnett. Um, she released a new song recently called Body. And that was all that I had. Shout out to Ace Hood. Um, he got a new EP come out today, mm-hmm. or I think today is his birthday. It came out at midnight. You know, I love me some Ace Hood. He's so fine. <laughs> Even though he talked to Sheila, he's still fine. Um, but he had a new project. I listened to like one song, but I'm going to go back and listen to it. So I'm sure it's probably a couple hits in there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. And that's all I got for you niggas. Keep up with us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Random Tandem Pod. Um, and if you got letters, you know, you want me to holler at you. T- want to tell me how your nigga ain't shit, how these niggas ain't shit, your bitch ain't shit. Okay. Um, you got anything you want to say, send me a message. Okay, no, I'm lying. Do not send me a message because I probably won't respond. Send it to the email. <laughs> 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 and holler at us, though. Holler at us. Peace. Bye. In the Middle East. Yes, it is.